be bold and be brave and just go for it. As photographers, we are always looking for powerful images that, that will hold time in place, that will draw people in and symbolize something universal, something shared, something emotional. Everybody needs to see what's going on everywhere. Pictures just stand out. This is how we remember. Insights, kits, and the conversations that matter with the world's leading photographers and filmmakers in Shutter Stories. Hello and welcome to Shutter Stories with me, your host, Lucy Hedges. Now, with most of last year's sporting events delayed due to the COVID-19 pandemic, 2021 is a very big year for sports and for sports photographers. So in today's episode, we'll be talking to three of the industry's most successful sports photographers, three people at the top of their game to find out how their jobs have changed over the last couple of decades and what it's like to shoot some of the world's biggest events. Now, calling in all the way from Tokyo is Alexander Hassenstein, who has been a star photographer with Getty Images for the past 27 years. Now, if there's a major sporting occasion, then you can bet that Alexander is at it. Also calling in from Tokyo is Elsa Garrison, who holds the accolade of being the first female star photographer for Getty Images. Now, like Beyonce, she is known simply by her first name, which says something about her reputation in the industry. And finally, our third guest is Richard Dickey Pelham, the seven-time sports photographer of the year, chief sports photographer of The Sun, where he's been for the past 33 years. Now, he's been trackside, ringside, pitside and poolside, in the studio and on the training grounds with the biggest names in the world. So it's fair to say this guy's been around. <laughs> um, welcome to the show, everyone. Hello. Thanks for having us. Hello from the UK. So I'm going to start by asking you guys, um, can you tell me a bit about your, your specialisms as photographers? So Alexander, let's start with you. My, my favorite sport is, uh, by the way, it's, it's football. I'm, as I told you, I'm based in Munich. We have a successful football club there. And I love also athletics, but I'm generally, I love, and winter sport, nearly to, near to the Alps, to the winter sport. But um, over the past years, I, I, I love every sport. I'm happy here. To, I'm happy to be here in, in Tokyo to cover field hockey. And um, yeah, my country, Germany, has a good potential chance to win a medal. So I'm thrilled that the game starts in three, four days here for us. Yeah. And what about you, Elsa? What about your specialisms as a photographer? Talk to us a little bit about that. Well, I'm actually kind of a generalist as well, but um, I grew up in uh, northern Minnesota and I've shot a lot of ice hockey <laughs> in, my, in my day. Um, I've certainly, have, in the U.S. Uh, these past few years, I've done a lot of baseball and um, basketball and that, those sort of things. Um, actually at the Olympics for the first nine days, I'm covering fencing, which I've never covered before. And, uh, but I've, oh, lovely, you. Lovely. yeah, I, it, I'm very excited about it. And, um, I've done a, a couple of uh, athlete, uh, features with, um, a fencer from GB and, uh, um, a fencer from on the U S team. So it, it's good to have those, those connections and to be able to see them, uh, follow through on competition yeah. so it's it's exciting but uh, yeah super exciting and what about you Richard well my life is football 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 a lot of boxing uh, <laughs> cricket in the summer I've just come back from the open golf championship what I've been covering for the last week really annoyed what's going on you know with quarantining etc etc and I just couldn't put myself through that fair play to you two guys there you're doing the quarantine but there was no way I was putting my body through that after 18 months of COVID restrictions in the UK, which was, luckily for me, it was it was quite good. I shot a lot of football matches. There was no restrictions against me. The only restrictions really was boxing. I couldn't get near boxing at all because of the safety aspects, ambulance services having to be at ringside, they, they kept it to the minimum. So I've only shot yeah. really one fight in the last 18 months, which oh, was... Wow. Uh, Anthony Joshua, when they started to get a few uh, fans back in, in into uh, stadiums. So this, obviously the, this, the past year has been really tough, but you've based on what's happened, you're you're using that to, you know, they say you're not going to the Tokyo Olympics this year because you're just not up for putting yourself through that. It's, I think it's just a mental strain. I, I, you know, fair play to the other two guys. I was watching it on the on the TV this morning. Everyone's yeah, everyone's counting down for the games. I'm getting a little bit restless now because I'm not at the games. Yeah, but I think I've made the right decision. Yeah, yeah. So, Dickie, did your love of sport come first or second? First. I left school at 16. Yeah? Yeah, didn't do college, university or anything like that. Went straight to a photographic agency in Fleet Street. 
and learned from the bottom and worked my way up. I was a messenger. Then I went into the dark rooms, shot my first uh, football match at my football club called West Ham at uh, 18. Yeah. Then I was out on the road doing work. Then I started photographing the royal family, you know, in, in formal situations. Then I went to another agency and then I started on The Sun in 1989 and I haven't looked back. Oh, brilliant. Well, fantastic journey. So I guess it's one of those things that you... you oh, veteran, Dickie. <laughs> <laughs> you maybe didn't necessarily carve out this path. You kind of found your feet as you went along. I'm, I remember, you know, when you was at school, you were supposed to go to exams and I was going to a catering exam and I went, no, I'm not going to go to that catering exam. I'm going to take the chance and see if I can get that first break into <laughs> Fleet Street. And luckily I did. I can still cook now, but uh, I'm. <laughs> so I, I could have been on master. I could have been on master chef instead of shutter stories. <laughs> and what about you, Alexander and Elsa? You know, did your love of sport come first, or was that secondary to what you do now? I guess uh, I wasn't really into sport growing up, um, which I know is going to be quite odd. Um, I took a photography class in. Uh, in, in junior high and high school um, in ninth grade. And I fell in love with that. And what was interesting is um, when I was growing up, a lot of my friends were athletes. And so I found photography was a way for me to still be connected with them while they were in competition. And it turned out that I really loved the challenge of covering sport and all the different aspects mm. of it that you can you can find and it was just so that's what's been really fascinating to me about about sport and what's what brought me into it and um i just love that it's always something different and it's exciting it's great what other job do you have where you have a front row seat at some of the the greatest sporting moments in history yeah absolutely i take my responsibility as that i'm there to document the day's history and sport so that's you know, what, what I, how I approach it every, every game, but it's just, it's, it's a great, uh, it's a great thing. Yeah. Yeah. I do. I love what you say about how, you know, it's always so different and, you know, covering one event is completely different to covering another event. It just keeps you on your toes. Just, it's always really fresh and it just sounds really fun and always completely different. Yes. <laughs> what about you, Alexander? Did your love of sport come first? Absolutely. And uh, I just want to add, let me, let me just, before I told, uh, before I tell you a little bit about my way of uh, coming to the sport photography. We are all, we, we three, all of us, we are all sport experts. Mm. So we're doing this a long time. We're doing this and we, we love the sport. We know the rules. We know exactly what's going on. And, and we are, we are, we, we just, in I, I will uh, hopefully, uh, and, and I'm sure Elsa and, and Dickie will agree. We love this, what we do. We love the sport. But I was starting, I took my first picture with uh, 13 years old. I make it quick, uh, 13 years old because uh, well, I was playing football with my friends. And one of the guys said, hey, come on, pick a camera and make a picture of us. And I said, okay, I, I'll run up uh, in my house and, and take my dad's camera with a black and white film. And then I take, I don't know, 10, 15 pictures of us playing football. And that was my really first time ever that I should or that I take a, a, a picture was a football picture on black and white film and all pictures was unsharp and, and, and not usable. But that was my start uh, to get in love with, with sport photography. Yeah. And that was 40 years ago, nearly 40 years ago. So I'm doing, I'm doing this, not every day, but I'm doing this now, yeah. 35 years, yeah, yeah. 40 years, taking pictures every day. Yeah, and what is it that what is it that keeps this hunger that feeds this hunger? What do you love about the genre so much that keeps you in this game? Um, not every day is different. Every match is different. Every sport is different. Every every kind of sport is different. Every every sport tells a story, and we can learn as a photographer. I, personally, I have learned so much from sport, from sport photography. Sport is life. Life is sport. Mm. You you can win as a team. You you can lose as a team. You can you 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 need power. You need practice. You need training. You need mentality. Everything, everything, every day. You you can see this. If if, if I go to a football match or to any other sport competition, at the end there is a winner and there is a loser. That is part of the game. And personally, I have learned so much for my life, for my private life, for the business life, teamwork. Be part of the team, but go ahead, take the power, take the moment and try it again on the next day. There's always a second chance. And that is, um, I'm so proud to, 
to to be to see this every day, especially especially here at the Olympics, yeah. where a lot of uh, thousands of athletes train specially for this day, practice for this day. It must be such an, it's an incredible vibe, just the atmosphere to just be involved. For me, this is the highest in the world. What about you, Dickie? What, what is it that you love? Capturing the pain, the moment, the glory. That's for me. Yeah. It, it, it's that it's that moment when your writer is somewhere else in the stadium and he's writing about a certain thing and you can capture that moment he's writing about. You know you've done your job. He's done his job and I'm in sync with my reporter covering the moment, the, what's going to go on the back pages or the spreads of the newspapers. It's crucial. I tend to listen to a radio commentary as well to give me a third eye to, just in case I've missed something or I'm just behind. I listen to the radio commentary. Yeah, and that really, really works. You've got like a an editor in your ear. You're listening to the experienced commentators from BBC or TalkSport Radio in our country. So it's live all the time. Yeah, yeah. Well, like you say, that third eye, and you found that really useful. 100%, 100%. Because, as I say, you can't outthink the reporter. The reporter can't be in your ear all the time saying, look right, look left, <laughs> yeah. look centre. He's just scored a goal. He's just been sent off. You've got to be on their wavelength, what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. And I guess with so much going on as well, you've got to be quite a calm and collected person. You know, you've got something in your ear, you've, your hands are working, your eyes are you're on the match or what's happening on a player. There's a lot going on. 100%. And you, you've got, you know, 1,600 of a second to capture that <laughs> moment, haven't you? That's all you've got. As Elsa said, you're, you're freezing it in time. You know, you've got one, you've got one hit of this. And, to, yeah. and, and what Alex said as well, you want to take that best picture to say that you've taken, and if it was a big, big, big moment to say, I took that picture, I took that picture, that moment in time. We want to tell the story in one picture. This is our, this is our. Yeah, I agree, Alex. I agree. And to be fair, Lucy, let me add, I know Dickie nearly more than 20 years, Dickie, huh? Yeah, yeah, of course. We first met in Los Angeles when Klitschko fought Lennox Lewis. Do you remember that? Oh, right. When yes, Lennox yes. Lewis... Uh, no, I, not at the Euro 96. Not at the yeah, Euro 96. Yeah, Euro, I was at Euro 96. So, yeah, that was the Paul Gascoigne moment for me, That that the goal against Scotland. Exactly. And that picture's, that picture's just yeah, come up yeah. because we've had the Euros. Everyone was talking about that set of images. That was taken on a film camera and I had it all on a motor drive, manual focus, the first of remote cameras to be used at a football match yeah. with 36 exposures. So, yeah, yeah, Euro 96 and then. The last point was in uh, wow. um, um, Porto, Champions League final, huh? a month ago. Yeah, Champions League final, yeah, yeah, yeah. After the match, we just saw eye to eye and we said, you have the goal, yes. And you asked me, you have the goal, Hoff? Yes. And we both have the goal, yep. the winning yep. goal. Yeah. Yeah, I got lucky because I got the right. I got the right side for the goal and the right side for the celebration. <laughs> uh, me too, as you know, me too. Both of us, huh? We hit, the, we nailed the moment. It's a competition. It's a competition. Yeah, yeah. So is that what it's about? Sometimes, guys, you know, being in the right position at the right time, and sometimes getting that incredible shot is about luck. Oh, hundred percent, it's luck, but it's a good skill that goes with it as well. If you've got that in front of you, it, yeah, it, of course, of course, you've got to nail. As Alex said, you've got to nail it, haven't you, Alex? Yes, and uh, I was watching the final, the, the the Euro final in on TV because my team was not in. And Dicky, I saw you on TV, left, <laughs> right side, and left, left side from the goal. So I say, oh, Dicky, my friend sitting there. And then I know exactly, yeah. or hopefully, yeah. fingers crossed, which yeah. picture did you get? Well, that was so a penalty shooter is the hardest thing to photograph. Oh isn't it? man, I know. Yeah, because I it know. sways really? within seconds. You're looking at the keeper, then you're looking at the, the the guy the guy that's kicking in, then you're looking at the team at the end for their dejection. They're mm. welcoming back the guy who's just missed the penalty shooter. And you have to keep the result in your mind, in your head. You have to yes. you have to follow the results too to understand yeah. who is the winner or next next yeah, is the match yeah, point exactly. or whatever. Yeah, it can change. You know, Pickford made an amazing save. Then our guy, he missed the penalty. And you've got to remember, next kick, that's it. It's over. He doesn't save or he misses, it's over. So, you you know, you are thinking on your yeah. feet. And and we did have 65,000 fans in there. So there was no earpieces from the radio because you couldn't hear a thing. You know, you you were working blind. Elsa, sorry, we talk, we talk too much no, about football. Totally sorry, fine. Elsa, we are back. So, Elsa, you know, the yeah. guys have been talking about, you know, what it is they love about the genre, some of their experiences. So what are some of the biggest perks for you? Um, I mean, it's all very similar. I I think, um, you know, what I when I'm covering a match for Getty Images, obviously, we're not focusing on one particular team. We're covering both ends of it. And so 
for me, I think a lot of sport photography is game management. And what my head is, when I think about when I'm covering something, in the back of my mind, I think, okay, if this is going to happen, I'm going to go here. If this happens, I go there. And you just have to make these decisions in in a split second and mm. to try and get both sides of the story, yeah. not only the action, but uh, the reaction. And that's what, what I really like about sport photography. I just love the challenge of having to solve all those problems and um, and capture all those moments. And um, for me, I think, you know, much like, like Dickie is, you know, taking some direction from not uh, from listening to the broadcast. I often um, during a match, I'm checking Twitter. Um, I follow the teams that I'm covering to see, is there something that I missed or maybe that I, you know, I shot and I thought, okay, maybe I need to send something because this is what people are talking about and writing about. And so to try and find ways to illustrate images for a story that I have no writer that I'm working with. So that's kind of the, the tough. So it's about utilizing all the platforms and information outlets to, to, to your advantage, basically. You know, like you said, if you can't get the radio in your ear, in your ear because it's really loud, you can rely on social media or different avenues to assist you with your job. Yeah. Yeah, so at least, you know, sometimes when you can't hear, if it's so loud, you can't hear the broadcast that you're in your ear, you can just check Twitter, you can say, okay, that's what's happening. Okay, I need to, mm, need to focus mm, on this. Yeah, that's, so. that's, that's right. Yeah. As you say, that's a good way of using it as well, social media, isn't it? Because the, you know, your club, soccer clubs, et cetera, et cetera, they're updating their Twitter feeds all the time, constantly. So yeah, you can find out things. Yep. That's good. Yeah, that's good. But what's great about it is you get the, that information in real time. And so you can make those real time decisions and not miss anything, not miss a beat. And we are getting images. We have our team. We have our back back office team. We have editors and they give us also, if it's necessary, they give us also information. And uh, Dickie has his editors and uh, we have our back office team. And sometimes, for an example, it's absolutely unclear for us if it's a, 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 a goal check or whatever at football. Then you 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 never you never realize in, in the in the first uh, seconds is it a goal or is it a non goal and maybe uh, th th there is a, a referee that corrects his his, his decision and uh, sometimes it's a little bit tricky to under to 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 recognize everything what's happened on the field of play. Yeah, yeah. So you know, you guys have all been in the industry for like twenty plus years. You know, long time. But so we're going to talk. We're here to talk about the changes digital transformation has brought to the way that we consume media. You know, we've mentioned social media and the way things are evolving. Um, and, and, you know, basically how all this has impacted sports photojournalism. So I want to know from you guys, what has been the biggest changes for you from back in the day all the way to now? You know, this timeline of technological transformation. Talk to me about the biggest changes for you. Now, any of you can jump in and answer first. I, I can remember my first digital camera that I used was Euro 96 towards the semi-final. Then I took it to the Atlanta Olympics because of the time difference. We started to use it then. But we we went totally digital in 1998. I was I was taken into the off, into the office and my picture editor said, there you go. There's two digital cameras. Yeah. And I said, okay, uh, what lenses do I put on them? Because they were another brand at the time, and I won't say what it was. But they said, he said, oh, you'll work that out, no problem. And, I, and someone made a custom mount so all my Canon lenses could go on the front of it. So that's <laughs> when I changed, 1998, the France World Cup. And the network agencies like uh, Alex and Elsa, images were dropping on the desk within about 10 yeah. minutes after a goal was scored. And my desk went, what is going on here? <laughs> yeah. You know, it used to take like 20 minutes developing a film. You know, you'd wait 20, 25 minutes for, for a picture, but then it was bang, 10 minutes. But now it can be what? A minute after the goal has gone in, the pictures are on your desk. Yeah, exactly. And when I started in 96, I was shooting film and at Allsport and um, we didn't start really shooting digital, at least in the States, for everything until like 2000 and 2001, something like that. But so, so that's what's also changed too, is like your workflow and your, your game management. So you'd shoot a, a half of football and you'd miss part of the next, next half developing film and scan and getting those pictures out. Now you don't really miss anything because you can get things out in real time. 
Um, so that's certainly changed. I used to travel around with a darkroom kit and I don't have wow. to travel. Like <laughs> <laughs> I bet you don't miss those days. <laughs> oh, not at all. Cause it was like an extra giant case. And then not only was a darkroom kit, you had to have a film scanner. Yep. And so to get one of those film scanners that were mm. portable enough to carry on the plane with you, it was just a lot of, a lot of gear carrying. And now I carry mm. other gear, <laughs> other types of gear, but um, I just think that that's the, the biggest change that I've noticed, too, is that um, you used to go to a match and say, OK, if, if you came back and you transmitted 20 pictures shooting film, you were doing great. Mm-hmm. Now, if you if I don't get like 20 pictures out in the first three innings mm-hmm. of a baseball game, I'm in trouble. So it's it's just a different a different approach. And and even still, I feel like deadlines in the film days, you knew when all the newspaper deadlines were. Yeah. So if I were shooting a night baseball game. You know, I know that I had to get something out by 8.30 p.m. to make all the newspaper deadlines or, you know, nothing was going to be seen. Now it's just a constant upload. Like you're every every half inning at baseball, I'm, you know, either tagging images, you know, captioning, you know, and just to have there's a constant workflow. And I'm sure that's what you all are experiencing as well. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, process, I process some uh, film in some crazy places. I've photographed a film in and airport uh, toilet when one of our soccer players, football players, went to sign for a team in Italy and he was on a whistle stop tour. So we processed the film in the toilet of an airport and we managed to pick up a phone line somewhere. So crazy things like that. Part of the business. Yeah, exactly. Oh, we all know this. I used yeah. to go... And having a hairdryer with us, yeah. a darkroom kit hairdryer, etc., yeah. etc. Et Some of the oh, things this, we yeah. used to do, get get uh, substances on planes to process films would not be allowed in this day and age. Definitely not. Let me tell you. Uh, methylated yeah. spirit. <laughs> methylated spirit to dry the films. Well, you'd be you'd be arrested for doing some of the things we used to do. <laughs> Great time. But every step, every step of this, I'm I'm was in love with every step. Yeah. Black and white, a dark room, yeah. printing, uh, uh, slides, first slides, and then now the digital life. This is uh, it's lovely. It's really lovely. Oh, we totally have it easy now. It's like this is like now that we don't have to carry all that dark room kit with us, we can just concentrate on our photography and, and our work. When I produced the book two years ago, I, you know, I wanted some better scans for, for, for a few of my negatives. So I went back into the archives where we keep all our archives and they go back a long, 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 long way. And the smell of the negatives in this, in this holding area was just amazing. <laughs> but I tried to – I had a, a, a very famous picture of Michael Johnson and I thought I would get a better scan from it. And the technology I had in them days was better than the scanner now. So it just proves them scanners in them days we were using were so good. Um, I just want to add that sometimes you see your final result, your final picture, on the, for example, on our Getty Images website. So if you, if you shoot the picture and you're c- cabled with your camera and send the picture directly out of the camera to our editor's team, wherever on the world, and they're editing the picture, and then you see the pictures, I don't know, 30 seconds later on our website. And then you see the picture and say, oh, that's it. This is my picture. Fantastic. That's good. Yeah, and that that must be an achievement. You know, know, a minute later, 30 seconds later, it's on a website as the the rolling feed. Yeah. It's a constant feed, isn't it? It's update, 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 Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, as you say, the UEFA's website. It's a rolling feed. You can see why the technology in cameras now – cable in the side of it it's, it's just feeding information all the time how we used to do it as i used to go to rome and send six pictures and they'd say thank you you've done so well six <laughs> pictures in a game and you need five six minutes five six minutes to 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 dry the film yeah with the hair dryer yeah, exactly right? five six minutes to dry the film yeah and then the film was maybe not 100 percent right and you start to scan in the picture or whatever right. yeah. and uh, uh yeah and now uh, in in six minutes i don't know are 500 pictures on the website from a football match yeah. or from yeah. any other sport i i i've actually refixed images because they wasn't fixed enough We've actually gone back and refixed them. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> he was on edition so much. But now we are on a digital world. Speed is everything in our life. Yeah, yeah. It must just be really interesting, though, for you guys having, you know, doing things really practically and hands-on and, you know, carrying around giant bits of kit that you really don't need now. But, you know, I think, is it fair to say you guys have an appreciation for the way technology has just transformed your careers because you've done the hard graft and now you've got, these, you know, these magical cameras that can do everything from transferring to editing to getting your images, like you say, to your editors and to your teams in a minute and it's online. Do you guys have a new appreciation? 
Oh, of course. But at the end of the day, as Alex says, and as Elsa well knows, you've still got to take that moment. You've still got to take the picture. It's not about just press it and send. You've got to capture that moment. The Olympic Games, there'll be so many amazing moments from it. You just want to capture that moment to, you know, to say, I got that image. I got that image. Whatever's happened, important is what's happened in front of the camera. Even if you have a slide or a negative or a, a, a digital camera or, or a black and white film, whatever. For every everything what's happened is important what's happened in front of the camera. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Even if there is even if there is a woman or a man behind the camera, a, a female photographer or a male photographer or whoever takes a picture. What is or in with every camera, with every kind of digital camera or whatever. Important is what's happened in front of you, in front of your camera. Let's turn it around. If I miss the picture, and you can miss pictures, as everyone knows, I'm busting myself up for days. Yeah. How oh. did I miss that? You know, you're thinking, what went what went wrong? Oh, How can I fix it? Dickie, How can I come make on, it? that's happening yeah. all Of course it is. That's happening all That's what life. I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Know, yeah. You bust yourself for days. Why didn't I get that image? Yeah, Why did I not stand there? Why did I stand here? Why was that steward in my background? Yeah. Why was that player in my way? Or 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 why you have not the right moment? Maybe you are too early, or maybe it's unsharp, or yeah. maybe it's uh, uh, whatever. Yeah, and that, technical. Yeah, technical reason. And it, it, we're like every, an everyday job. Then is it? You've missed it. You you want to go back and correct it, but you can't go back and correct it because the moment that's happened. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. And it, listen, it's happened. I love this. This is this is thrilling us. This is thrilling. This is absolutely fantastic. You have to make. You are like like in the sports. You have to be. You give your your best at this second, at this moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're like you're like the athlete or the the football player. If you don't give your hundred percent, you don't get the moment. And as you say, you fail. Exactly. You haven't scored the goal or the fastest time or the biggest punch in. You know, there's nothing you could do about it. You just okay, move on. Don't beat beat yourself up too much and and move on and do it right next time. And Lucy and the cameras support us. The the digital life, the digital cameras support us. They give us the, 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 the what's calling that, the, the freedom to, to concentrate on the picture. Yeah, because I wanted to ask, actually, what aspects, are there elements of your, of your kit, you know, any specific bits of technology or features that really make your job easier or just made your lives a bit more, yeah, a bit easier when you're at an event? It, it gives us a second chance. I think I know where you're coming from. Remote photography, it gives you a second eye. So if it manage it, if you are blocked in our position, you've got a remote camera in A, B or C position somewhere else, and it may take yeah. this beautiful angle. We was quite lucky in uh, Project Restart and the restart of the Premier League. It was a shame there was no fans in, but our clubs were allowing us to put remote cameras in the stands up high behind the goals to, to capture, in a way, the pandemic and some of these wonderful angles. You know, I even... TalkSport Radio got me on the radio and they said, why are you getting these different angles from football uh, matches, you photographers? They said, because the clubs are allowing us to show our talent and and and, rep and to show this pandemic that we're going through. No crowd, so they're allowing us to yeah, use yeah. our skills to show these pictures in, in wonderful angles. Well, it's also a very historic time. You're documenting, you know, history of sport in COVID, in the pandemic, and how we how sport persevered or is trying to in amidst all this. I agree. I agree. But, you know, some clubs some clubs said no, but nearly all of our clubs in the UK, they said, yes, you can use remote cameras all around the ground because we wasn't allowed to put the cameras behind the goal nets like we usually do because they class that as the red zone, but they allow, allowed us to put the cameras elsewhere, which was good, and continue with our job. Yeah, yeah. What happened in, in Germany, Alex? Did they, were they the same? Yeah, um, but you know, I love to. To be fair, to be fair, guys, I love to shoot uh, the main picture or the big picture with a yeah. handheld camera, yeah. not with the yeah, remote. I'll okay, give you that. the yeah, remote yeah. is, as Dicky say and Elsa hopefully agree, is the second chance. But the first one is in my hand, the handheld camera, eyes open, mind open, focus it on the match or focus it on the field yeah. of play, and then. Hit I agree. Mind. No, I agree. You want to you want to take that moment, but if someone's in the way, you want to get out of jail. Hundred percent. You want to get out of jail. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's a joker. It's a joker. And then yeah. yeah, it's a it's a really nice joker. And we use it. We love. We use it. We use all technology. We use everything. Everything where we can hit the the the, the moment. If we can show uh, the beauty of sport to to our clients to the world, 
we 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 use it. We use all 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 kinds of uh, showing the beauty of sport. Yeah, of course. My office say to me, "Have you got the goal?" And the second question is, "What's the remote like?" They love a remote. Wow. They love a remote in football. <laughs> if it's scored within the six-yard line, a beautiful, big, bold remote picture, they absolutely love a remote, my paper. And all the British papers, they love remote remote goal pictures because they have so much impact and emotion. This is also a, this is also a challenging to bring every day a, a new view on sport. This is challenging. This is challenging. This is our 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 main job to to show every on every football match not only the story, also the beauty of this of the of the of the yeah, sport. Yeah, I agree. And you have to fascinate people with uh, with 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 fresh views. I'm absolutely friend of fresh yeah. views. To to not only do you cannot sit 90 minutes on one point. Okay, we have to sit 90 minutes on on one point on a football match or in mm. any other sport, and uh, we have to to bring the documents. We have to bring the, the 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 highlights, and we have to bring or to show the beauty of the sport, the creative, the creative yeah. side, yeah, not course, only the journalism, also also the creative side, and that's that's challenging every day. Even if I should uh, in the next two weeks, uh, uh, twenty hockey matches or more, I don't know, uh, and then we and and or, or if 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 Elsa going to uh, fencing, fencing is fantastic sport. You can use all the wide range of photography. Elsa, how many days do you be in at fencing? Nine days I'll be at fencing. Nine days. So you have nine days chance to do every day. Different, diff bring a different fresh view. What I like to use remote cameras for is not, not only to, you know, show a different side of things, but I think it's just to give the take, the full take visual variety. So it's not all from one lens. So you have different angles, you have different focal lengths of lenses. So it's not all with a 400. You got some stuff that's wide, you got some stuff that's medium telephoto, some that's really tight. And so when you look at the big set of pictures, you could see uh, not only the story of the match, but just, you know, your eye doesn't get bored. You know, no, you're, you're, no, no, exactly. You're, you're producing images from everywhere. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> exactly. I feel naked without a remote camera. Always must have a remote camera with me. <laughs> <laughs> so what would you say then, Dickie, to people that say that robotic or remote camera coverage could potentially be killing sports photojournalism? You know, this sounds like it's a godsend for you, but some people don't have that view. So what would you say to that? I don't think so. No, no, not at all. Not at, I, You still, you, you know, like the guys... They're, they're in a very privileged position of the Euros because they're allowed to install their cameras, same as probably the Olympics, two or three weeks before. But it's still a specialist operator uh, in Japan putting in your cameras. So, yeah, he's still using your eye without a doubt. Wimbledon, they put yeah. them in the rooftops. No, no, it's still a photographer that's using that remote camera. It's still his eye that is producing that image. You know, I'm lucky. I'm not a privileged one. I can put my remotes where I want take the chance but them guys that are using them remote cameras in the olympic games they're still still creating a beautiful image they're, they're in a and they've, they've got a privileged position but good on them good on them is what i say they're using the technology to the to, to the full what the cameras can do and i think it's just it's complimentary isn't it it's it's like you say it's your second chance it's second eye it's giving you the opportunity to just like another angle yeah I met Neil Leifer. He took the very famous Muhammad Ali picture, the remote looking down. I met him two years ago. And I just, we, we sat there. How did you take that picture? What did you do? Yeah. We was obsessed. We wanted to know how he did it all in it. So it was probably in the 70s, wasn't it? He, he shot it on a Hasselblad, but he shot it two days before. He got the, the guys to turn the lighting on, what it would be. He shot it on colour transparency. What a challenge that would have been in the yeah. 70s to shoot a picture like that. And he was over, oh, he was, it was nothing big about it. Yeah, when I took this picture, it was just like a, like we do, Alex, isn't it? You know, we got lucky. We get lucky. You get lucky. Yeah, but, but uh, Lucy, on, exactly. And, and you have thousands of, 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 of non-used pictures on, and, and uh, matches and matches and matches where you set up the remote and there's nothing happened. Maybe on the other side or maybe in the other uh, goal a corner, whatever, and then you're 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 firing and and you're sending pictures, 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 pictures. You have two thousand pictures, but 
that is the moment where you just yeah, have yeah. the great picture, the great remote yeah, picture. Yeah, I agree. And you carry the you you carry two cameras and the and the tripod or one camera and the tripod and the cables or the the pocket wizard and everything. And then you install the camera and then maybe the camera is hit by a football uh, and uh, maybe the camera getting wet because it's not covered from rain, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Everything can happen. And yeah. then then you hit then you have the picture. Did you shoot remotes with film? I used to. I used to shoot remotes with film and you got... Oh, with the long, long... What's calling this in English? The long film magazine, right? No, no. I just had 36 images. 36 images. Yeah. That was it. And then the okay, edit... But there was, then, a, there was a long film magazine too. Oh, right? it was the Holter. I, yeah, I, was was like, I think it was like a Holter cam where you could take... Remember when you could uh, reload the uh, reusable film canisters with that long 120-foot roll? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You used to bulk, bulk film. Bulk yeah, film. so I remember... Sports Illustrated had one of those where you could load it in this halter cam and it shot, I don't know how many frames. Yeah, and by the way, uh, by the, by the, during the Euro uh, a month ago, one of my remote cameras on the other side was hit by a football during the match or in the, in the after 15 minutes. And then was, I don't know, 1,000 pictures oh, was no. shot uh, in the... Uh, in the spectators area, looking at the sky, looking at the sky. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And and my 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 editor in in the London office uh, 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 texted me, "Hey, your camera is hit." And I said, "Okay, I can't I can't change it now. I can't I can't touch the camera during the match." It's the same thing of like putting a I put a camera in a hockey net for ice hockey um, occasionally, and that thing gets hit all the time. You know, or <laughs> just like a skater coming in, all of a sudden the front of your you know the. The lens plate is covered in snow, and you're just like, okay, well, there's nothing you can do. So sometimes it works. Sometimes that not. must be so heartbreaking, though. Oh, it is. Like, you put it in, like, three hours before the match, and then you're thinking, oh, this is going to be great. Oh. And then nothing comes of it. <laughs> there was an amazing image on Twitter of a, someone shot into the goal mouth, and they zoomed in nice and tight, and then all the remote cameras was there. And there was a Canon lens cap on the front oh, of the no. camera. Dicky, Dicky, I was, I was, I was seeing the 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 penalty shootout at the Euro final, and I saw a remote yeah. camera was turning away from the goal. <laughs> I was thinking, oh man, what's going on with them? A, a, a penalty yeah. shootout at the final, and there was a remote yeah. camera. I saw it on TV. Because photographers the have their eye and, and watching who's sitting next to them or who's which of our friends and colleagues sitting next to the bench or next to the position, next to the goal. And I saw a TV, um, a photo camera was turning away from the goal. I think, oh my God, that's going to happen, yeah. But as photographers, you have so much to remember. You got it because there'll be a 15 minute uh, watering of the pitch. So, yes, you would have the lens cap on to protect the front of the camera. Yeah. You'd have a towel over the front. Once the watering's finished, up. I've got, you're shooting the crowd, you're doing this, you're doing fans. Oh, I've got to remember to go back to the camera to check it. And he forgot to take his lens cap off. Yeah. It was so funny. It was a great advert for Canon, though, because it had Canon on the lens cap. <laughs> <laughs> but let's go back to the handheld cameras. Let's, let's go back to our main job, the handheld cameras and the creative. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, remote cameras is something that you guys obviously feel quite passionately about. But are there any other, you know, interesting recent camera developments that you know have evolved your workflow helped your workflow or that you feel you couldn't now live without Ooh, wow i'm not answering that answer that first alex let me think and elsa and my job is the most important tool is the the voice tagging oh yeah voice tagging absolutely yeah, the editors absolutely. love it they love it Fred Blog scores exactly. goal. Exactly. Yeah, Fred Blog scores goal number six number eight yeah they love it you know i've been on golf all weekend and we're not you know high up on our uh, uh, golf so so it helps the editors who the hell is this and then you know it's perfect yeah voice tagging 100 percent, 100 percent. exactly and on on on, on uh, can you imagine if if an editor or an editor team like like an our team if they're editing five six ten football matches yeah live and and at the same time and then the editor or the the, the photoshopper or the captioning uh, in, in in my company at Getty Images knows exactly have my information on the on the picture. Yeah. Uh, first goal or a second goal by number nine uh, celebrates the first goal or whatever. Yeah. This is absolutely important. Yeah. Oh yeah, especially especially in baseball, like when when you need to know what inning was this? Was this an error? Was this you know a double play? I, you know, it's it's definitely great for the editor to have that information in real time. 
I had a chat uh, uh, months ago or two months ago with some other, in, in Germany, some other uh, Canon ambassadors and uh, two of these guys was nature photographer. They, they animals and nature and they never, never, never use the, the voice tagging. Of course, they, they don't need it. Eh? But for us, it's absolutely, absolutely important. It's vital. It's vital. There's a lot of people that, there's a lot of people that don't even know about voice tagging. They, they don't even know it exists on their cameras, mm -hmm. do they? You know, I, I'm not going to say any names, yeah. but I know that as a fact. Yeah. They do not know where voice tag is. The thing that I that helps me, especially when shooting, when your light's changing, so or if you're shooting something where if you point your camera one way, you're you know more front lit, and then you're in shade in another direction, is uh, the recall function. I don't know if either of you have used the recall function, where you can set one exposure. And you uh, you could decide to say, okay, the star button, I'm going to have this be, you know, this exposure in the shade. And then I want to have it be this in the sun. Yeah. So then you're not remembering the old you know, the days of like trying to like remember, okay, I need to shoot at five, six here, but wide open here. And you're spinning the f-stop dial or you're <laughs> shutter speed as you're moving. So I think like recall is has been really great with that. Or even if you wanted to do you know, pan blur pictures, but then all of a sudden some big moment happens and you want it to have the correct exposure. <laughs> yeah. Yep. yep. Yeah. And so that's been, that's been really great too. Yeah. But can you imagine there is an editor and maybe he's not seeing the, this football match or this sport live on TV and the pictures popping up on his computer in, in, in 30 seconds after uh, we, we sent the picture out and he has normally no direct information what's going on on the picture. And then with our 30 seconds voice captioning, mm -hmm. I think 30 seconds is on Canon. Um, then he knows what's going on, what's happened in the picture and what he have to uh, uh, giving the, the right information in the caption. Yeah, I guess it just makes it the whole process just a lot more efficient. There's no time wasting. Exactly. Exactly. And sometimes it's hard for us, for me or for us, for, for, for uh, football, because sometimes you're not really see what's going on if it's a goal checked or whatever if a, a, a video referee will check the goal and we have immediately sent out the pictures to our editors and then they have to they need 20 or 30 seconds the referee to decide is it a goal or is it not goal or is it own goal or whatever sometimes speed is everything but sometimes uh, then we made little mistakes yeah of what course. used to happen uh, years ago you'd have an envelope and you'd have 36 lines across it and you'd shoot number six, number eight. And you have to remember this while you're shooting uh, negatives and you'd write on the back of this envelope that you take the film out, put the film in the envelope and then the envelope would go to the, go to the dispatch rider. And when it got back to the office, that's how they'd identify them as a caption. So that just shows wow. how far we've come down the line. Voice tag, <laughs> voice tag him. Yeah, voice tag him. Let's wow. talk about the new days, not the old days. No, but it's not. It's, it's, I think it's fascinating to hear this because, you know, it just, it, it, you know, exemplifies how far we have come. <laughs> you know, you talk into a camera, you're not writing it down on an envelope in the right And you've got 15 minutes to get a picture for your first run. That's how it used to be. Oh That's how it used to be. And people God. don't realize how good they've got it now. Yeah. Exactly, Lucy. Uh, we forgot. I think we all of us, uh, all of us here, forgot the the, the really most important thing uh, is the screen on the camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That we can check if we have the picture. This is, uh, I mean, this is the most important thing. And check and see if it's in focus. That's another thing too. Before you send it. Yeah, you haven't got to wait thirty five minutes before you cry. You can see it in a second <laughs> if you've got it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> or not it's not like 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 the film runners if you if they come uh, after uh, after 30 minutes to pick up your film yeah. in the envelope and then after two hours you have to film and you can check it with a with a yeah. uh, on on a on a light desk uh, if it's sharp or not yeah now you know now it's, it's instant gratification but i imagine as well you know the screens while they are while they are quite sizable there must be challenges That, uh, that come part and parcel with picking images on the camera because, you know, obviously I know you can detest, it's very different to looking at it on a giant screen and you've got to have the eye to know that that is the picture you want. The detail's quite small, isn't it? I've gone back to the darkroom days where we used to use these beautiful magnifying glasses to look at the negatives. I look at that on the back of the screen now so you know yeah. it's sharp. So I'm using my old technology of 30 years ago. I've gone back to that using my eyeglass so it's perfect. And it, and it does work. You send the right picture. Love it. So let's talk about video coverage. You know, how is video coverage impacting you guys as sports photographers? I don't know that it is, honestly. Like, I mean, there, there's, I think there's room for both mediums. And I think there's places for both things. So like, 
you know, maybe some websites use little video clips, but then there are a lot of websites that use still imagery photo galleries. And so it's, it's kind of hard to say what it what's, has impacted, at least from my perspective. I don't know if, if you fellows have a difference. In the, in, the, in the newspaper industry website, without a doubt, because <clears throat> we started because we had the rights to the Premier League, so we could film in inside the stadium. So we would do a quick three-minute interview with the reporter just to say what had gone in the game and then we'd insert the stills pictures. So we would, you know, video definitely. And the same cameras that we're using to shoot the game, we are able to, you know, do the, the quick interview with a, a decent set of microphones on them because sound is crucial, isn't yeah. it? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, we yeah we, we, we blog all the time that in that sort of way. With us at Getty, we're just – we're. We're still photographers, and that's that's our specialty. And I think a lot of you know the video aspect of and sport anyway is all down to television rights. And so, you know, as Dickie said, they they had the the right to record sound and video in their venues, whereas a lot of at least in the states anyway, like I I cannot record sound on my camera at a major league baseball game. 30 minutes before that first pitch because that that is considered broadcast time but not that I would wow. not that I would need to record sound anyway but like so the, those are those things that we that we're we're thinking about you know certainly if if you know other photographers that work in the newspaper that do need to have those video those vlogs and have coverage of they cover press conferences with video whereas as a still photographer we don't have those restrictions i have made some videos uh, some video footage for getting images images news during the pandemic in germany and uh, we all of us we, we we know how the camera works and we have the eye for cameras and for video as for still pictures and for videos and uh, yeah I, i love it to shoot uh, some videos but our job is to highlight the moment To pick the the right picture in the, the the story of a football match or a sport event in one or two pictures. The pandemic changed everything, as you just said. There, as sports photographers, we became news photographers. I opted straight away in my industry. Right, I'm I'm now shooting news. There was a pandemic on. There was no sport. I'm now a news photographer, and I said to the office, right, where do you want me to go? And they said, oh wow, okay, yeah, you can work for us. Fine. And Alex, you were the same. You was doing lots of news, weren't you, during the pandemic? And I, 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 it was fantastic to do a, a, a footage, thirty seconds footage, and uh, and then it's used in, in the in the news in the, in the in the TV news or on websites or whatever. It's fantastic for to work this for for news. And we have the eye. We not only shoot sport is everything. Sport is landscape. Sport is. Uh, 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 indoor, outdoor, and th th we have the, our the sport photographers have the eye. We also ha we have the skills to solve those problems, like with the lighting and with with everything. And I think shooting video versus shooting stills, it's a different mindset, but you're still framing it the same way. I think you know. Yeah, so you just, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just you just take you transfer one set of skills over to the other. I used to photograph the royal family, and it was it was like just photographing a football player. It's all on a long lens. You just had to frame it right and get the light right. So it was it was. It was the same sort of skill. It was the same skill. Yeah, it's just it's following the same rulebook, isn't it? But just adapting it to the environment and the scenario, and you kind of calling on your use your skills and applying it accordingly. Yeah, I agree. We we go on holiday. We still take pictures. We still try to use you know our cameras on holiday or on our days off, don't we? I I do. I certainly do. I love taking pictures. You know, I yeah. You know, I go <laughs> diving. I, I try and take pictures underwater. So it's a new skill, something that you're trying to learn. Dicky is a is a really really great diver. I know this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not when I'm flooding cameras underwater, though. <laughs> <laughs> it co it costs too much money. <laughs> You're still learning, Dicky. Exactly. Well, you just you just said it. We are still learning. We are still learning. That's yep. when the new new technology comes out. We're still learning, and I'm and I want to learn. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I love that though. It it keeps you on your toes. You know, technology evolves at such a fast pace, and like you, it keeps like you said earlier, Alex. You know, it makes you, it feeds that hunger that you guys have. You know, constantly evolving, changing, new challenges, different angles. You know, this technology is enabling that, and I think it's fantastic. Like like this, like the sports people. Like the, how is the the motivation of yeah. athletes to win to reach to raise the bar? This is to win exactly to 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 get new new highs, new lengths, new pictures, new 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 uh, fresh views, new new colors. Look at the industry now, yeah. how it's changed. Mir mirrorless is going to change everything. It, well, yeah. it's been around for two years, but it's really coming into sports photography now. It's going to change everything. You know, golf course, 
everyone's got mirrorless now because they don't want to hear shutters going off. Yeah. Everyone's got mirrorless, but you still got you still got to time the mirrorless right. You have to time it. It's not just like a, a moving video. You have to time that. I've shot boxing on mirrorless. You still have to time it. Right, Elsa, I've got a quick question for you. You know, you were one of the first well-known female sports photojournalists. So how are things changed in terms of, you know, gender representation and access? Um, I think it's, uh, I think it's getting uh, better. I feel like the, the more, you know, the larger events that I see, I see more women photographers and, I, and, you know, young women coming up and getting those opportunities to, and seeing that there is a space for them covering sport. And I think that's what's been really tremendous in the last five years. And it's not, not just me and a bunch of fellows anymore, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it must be nice to, to, to witness the transition and just how things are changing for the better. It's, it's, that's always great. I think it's the same across a lot of industries, not just, not just this industry. Yes, exactly. I think it's uh, even just within the last couple of World Cups, just to see how many different you know photographers are on the on the pitch now versus five six years ago even so it's yeah, yeah. i think it's you know there's a lot different you know a lot more people having opportunities um getting cameras in their hands and getting the opportunities to see that this is a career path for them you know that women can choose sport you know just just as easily as anything. yeah definitely and, we were talking about you know covid the last year and how lockdowns you know kind of obviously changed the way you've worked and you've had to adapt. So do you think the way that we have all had to adapt is going to now affect the way you work in the future? What have you kind of learned or what are you going to take with you from the last 18 months or so? My, my very, very uh, good feeling in the past, let's say two years or one and a half year was that uh, the friendship, the, the sportsmanship, the fair play in sports was growing massive. Yeah. Hopefully you can agree, Dickie. Uh, under colleagues, under friends, uh, Elsa, hopefully you too for, for America. Uh, there was a big friendship, hopefully you, you, it's the right word, friendship, uh, sportsmanship, mm. fair play again, and um, mm. focus on the sport. And mm. um, that was a very good feeling for me to trust in colleagues, to trust in, in all the, the rules and all the protocols and uh, uh, stay together, stay all together with the colleagues. We are not, uh, we're doing the same job and we are not, uh, what's the right word? We are not, uh, we, we're walking together, we're doing the job together to, 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 to fascinate with good pictures. We have to say, yeah, even under these conditions. And, uh, it, and that, that makes me absolutely happy to, to see that we are all together. We had to really be sensible about how we worked in this pandemic, didn't we? We because authorities could have gone, that's it, no one's in. Yeah. One photographer, mm. two club photographers or et cetera, et cetera. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we, Absolutely. we, and we have to accept the rules. Yeah, accept the rules. Exactly. Get on with it. This is how it's going to be. Yeah. They say in our country there was sixteen or twelve photographers on the pitch side for football, or there was sixteen when it came to UEFA. The European Championships, they increased it to 32 photographers. But accept it. Don't moan about it. We had to work together. If you was one of the chosen few and mm. you got in, you had to be professional and work together. Like you're going to see in Japan, it's going to be hard work for you. It's going to be hard graft. And it's hard to find under these conditions the best pictures. Because sometimes we cannot move. We have to sit there. We cannot move. The, 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 I love to, to shoot football with wide angles to, 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 to show a little bit more of the stadium. It's not possible because we have to accept the distance. We have to accept the, whatever, the, the, our positions, our photo positions. And it's even, even, even harder to, 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 to do our job, our, the beauty of our job, the, the creative of our job under this uh, uh, pandemic. It's challenging. It's challenging. It's challenging. As, as Elsa said, I, we are sitting on the edge of the world and everybody else is sitting behind us. But as, as I say, no one's been behind us on this event, on these events for 18 months. Yeah, we sit on the edge of the world. And, and Dickie, you know me, you know me. Yeah, you know me uh, a long time. It's, it's hard or it's, it's, you have to accept the discipline. We have to be disciplined on our field yeah. of play. Because we are part of the field of play, we are uh, uh, in, in, in inside the field of play, and we have to accept this. We, we accept this, of course, uh, and we, we have to be sensitive for all these this, this, this things. I think we just we have to be you know adaptive and you know find ways, different ways to solve the problems. Like okay, normally I would move, you know, and. Um, or if the background was bad, okay, normally I would be able to move, but if this is my position, okay, what 
what tools am I going to use to help clean up this background? Am I going to shoot now with a 600 instead of shooting with a 70 to 200, you know, or it just, you're finding different ways to solve the problems. And I feel like, you know, at least this pandemic for me, um, I'm, I'm definitely using those telephoto lenses a little bit more to kind of mimic that intimacy that you used to be able to have being closer yeah, to the yeah. field of play. And all of us, all of us want to have our, 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 to, to keep our standard or our, 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 our phot photography standard even under this uh, um, pandemic conditions. Yeah, 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 I agree. Um, and what's my final question for you guys? You know, what do you think will be the next big change? You know, how will sports photojournalism be different in, say, the next five or ten years? I think, as I said, mirrorless, mirrorless will change everything. And then you're going to have to be stronger in your editing. You could miss pictures. You could get more pictures. But, yeah, I think mirrorless will change this industry. So I've seen... I've shot negative, I've shot transparencies, I've shot digital, I've shot fast digital, digital SLR cameras, and now it's going to be mirrorless. Yeah, There yeah. could be restrictions put on us as well. You never know. Uh, uh, people could say, oh, that's classed as moving video image. That could be the next problem. They could class it as video mirrorless. You know, if you used to be putting out 20 or 30 images to a Twitter, so they could say, hold up, that's video. That's not still, yeah. that's video. All them, all them arguments are going to start. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Elsa? What do you think is going to be the next big change? Um, I, well, I, I've kind of seen in at least the way sports are covered in the States anyway, that there are leagues are employing more photographers to do social media. And, and I see that trend continuing where, especially with the NBA, you have teams that have their team photographer that does all the action stuff. Then they have another photographer that does all the behind the scenes stuff. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I feel like the athletes are going to exert a little more control over their image and how they're portrayed. And I kind of see that sort of trend, at least in, in the U S yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. We get that in the, we get, we get that in the, every team's got its own media department, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it can be very sanitized as well. Something happens and you know, it's happened, but you'll never see that image. That's the right. That is the thing. When you start to add these team photographers. And Alex, you got anything to add? I'm listening. I'm listening. <laughs> yeah. Interesting to my friends. Um, I have a little. I have a little different view. Um, this is my 16th Olympic summer and wow. winter. So I start 1992 with Albert Ville, and then I shoot all the Olympic Games summer and winter. And the sport itself hasn't changed. The sport is the same. Maybe the sport goes a little bit more athletics and more more speed, but the sport is the same. And our job is still today. We talk about today. Maybe, or I don't know, maybe it's changed. But today and tomorrow and in the next weeks and the next months, we have to take the best pictures of yeah. this sport. And the sport is still the same. The, 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 the equipment, the technique, our, our, our cameras, our lenses give us all the, possi the, 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 the possibilities to, to, to hit the moment, to hit the nail the moment. And we get the images. I just talk about getting images. We are the we have the we are the official photography agency of the IOC, and this is the the most important sports event in this year. It's the the biggest event in sport in this year, and we have now two weeks, fourteen days, twenty days to show the world the beauty of sport. And the sport is still the same. Hockey is the same. Hockey starts uh, uh, in 1908. Uh, 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 swimming is the same. Okay, there are more athletes. There are more, more uh, uh, whatever, more, more action and more athletics, whatever. Horse riding is the same. Uh, uh, weightlifting is the same. And our job, Elsa's, Dicky, and my job, and all of our other 50 photographers that get the images and, and editors on all of our team, I just can talk about my company, Get images. We have the job. This is our job. We are here to show the beauty of the sport. I love to say the beauty of the sport. In in journalism, in in, in creative, in journalism, in creative, in 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 all kind of sport. This is our job, and we we, we try our best. And uh, in in let's talk in 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 two, in two weeks. Let's let's sit again and talk about in two weeks 
I'm happy <laughs> about the results. Yeah, Talk about the results. Yeah. Oh, Alex, I think that's a fantastic note. Did you want to add something there, Dickie? Yeah, hopefully I'll be back ringside in two weeks because there's some fights coming up in the UK. So yeah, let's hope so. Yeah, let's hope yes. so. Yeah. Elsa, let's make a little bit. Let's make a little bit more self-promotion for us. Uh, you can see our pictures, Getty Images pictures, on our Instagram channels, on our names, on on whatever names. Uh, and uh, we are happy to fascinating the world with our work. You you took that right from me, Alex. I was about to say. I was about I to say, could... where can we see your work? <laughs> I just followed Elsa, and I just followed yourself, Lucy. So there you go. <laughs> and you can uh, you can look at my work on Dicky Pelham. Dicky, you know the most important things uh, happen offline. <laughs> yeah, of course. We're always we're always chatting offline and commenting <laughs> how great picture man and things like that, aren't we? Yeah. All the time. All the time. To be fair, we, uh, of course, photographers love their Instagram, love to show yeah. their work. We, we love to show our work, our point of view, because we at Get Images, we have a lot of, we have thousands of, of, of clients around the globe and uh, they're using our pictures and, and, and their needs and, and, and Dickie's too and his, and his newspapers uh, uh, cropping and, and whatever. But at the end of the day, our guys, we, we can show our products, our pictures on our own social media channels. Correct. It's the best thing to happen to photographers. We love this. If anyone have any questions, can direct us uh, or, or messaging us on our channels and we will answer all the questions. Always, always. Anybody that takes time to ask me a question. So there you go, guys. If you want any questions answered, hit these guys up and they will be more than happy to get back to you. Um, I think on that note, guys, I really want to say... Thank you so much for taking the time to share your journeys, your really exciting stories and your expertise and for just fueling this really interesting, brilliant conversation. Honestly, time's gone really quickly because you guys have just got story after story and it's just been amazing. So thank you so much. Thank you for having us. Thank you very much. All the best. Yeah, thank you for having me and keep safe out there. And as for you guys listening, thank you so much for tuning in and make sure you tune in next time. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode, you can rate and subscribe in the episodes listing. If you have any thoughts or feedback on today's episode or the podcast as a whole, why not reach out to us on social media? You'll find our details in the description below. We'd love to hear from you.